lower your expectations. It's a hockey podcast with Lance and Randall. Well, hello and welcome to podcast number six. You'd think we'd be getting better at this. I'm not sure. What do you think, Lance? I think we don't care. I think we do. We do. We want to be better. And uh, we're always looking for uh, tips and tricks. So if there's ever a time when you're thinking to yourself, geez, these guys could be better. That's exactly, exactly what we're thinking. Anyway, uh, and on that note, let's let's get better. Hey, I'm ready. Okay, Lance is ready. ready. I am ready as well. That's right. Fired and ready. Uh, Lance... uh, the thought uh, this week, uh, kind of uh, one of the themes of this week, is going to be about uh, sending your kids away for hockey. And I, I'm not thinking of a camp so much, although you can uh, touch on that if you'd like. Um, I'm thinking more like sending them away to prep school or an entire year away from the family. I know you have experience with that. Uh, I know you have experience with that at Shattuck, um, which is kind of an outlier in the hockey world because it is a very special place so I I kind of get that there's um, a, a real draw to get your uh, your kid there um, but just give me some ideas about what what is your experience with that and and how might that um, you know come out and help other people make a, a real difficult decision which is uh, sending your kid away has got to be a difficult decision yeah, oh, it's definitely a difficult decision, and you know, I've I know people who've uh, sent one parent with the with the child. I know people who've moved the entire family. Do you think they draw straws for that, or do you think they just you know just choose one parent that wants to be with the child more? I think there's typically or the people I know. There's typically <laughs> I'm just, a person. Who, I'm just uh, kidding, by the way. I'm sure the people that want to go with the child, there's no drawing I don't straws. Think I don't think there's a want to. I no, mean, we exactly. We all want to go with our child. Exactly. That's what I meant to say. Thank right. you, Lance. You're doing. You're doing. You're doing my job. Exactly. I think that. Uh, uh, I think when it comes down to it, I think there's one person who is tied down to a job that's going to pay for that adventure, and another that isn't as tied down. That's a big part of the decision. But I think uh, what got me even thinking about this topic and all the dynamics was uh, an interview I saw with uh, the Jack Johnson family. And they, uh, you know, and they went through the same things that the rest of us all go through. And they reached a point where they said that they were approached by some uh, big players saying, look, if you want your son to go to the next level, he's going to have to play at a certain program or two. And I think at the time, uh, they never said it, but he ended up at Shattuck. So I'm assuming they were talking about Shaq St. Mary. And, and uh, Jack Johnson, for those, uh, those, those new to the program and new to the ice. Uh, oh, is uh, uh, been playing in the NHL for a while now. He started out with the Kings, went to the Kings, traded him to Columbus. I believe uh, I haven't followed him closely, but I think he's playing for the Pittsburgh Penguins right now. Well, uh, good for Pittsburgh. So uh, he's been around. So uh, I just thought it was interesting that the family decided that okay if this is something that we want for him we're going all in so they sold the house they quit the job and the whole family moved as a group to 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 be with him oh and have you had experience where kids came back from shattuck uh, before even uh, going for an entire year I, I remember you told me a story where 
and I don't want to get too personal, uh, but some kids actually came back in the middle of the year or just uh, a couple weeks in. Is that correct? Uh, yes, you know, and uh, I th- we, we touched on a little in previous episodes, but, uh, you know, a big part of the decision, like we talked about, is the family ready, but is the, is the child ready? And I, as a matter of fact, I knew uh, a family that the, uh, the parents really wanted him to go and thought it would be a, a great experience for him. And he, he didn't want to go. And he uh, was very hesitant. And, you know, when I spoke with the family, I said, look, from my experience, if, if he's not ready to go, it, it's probably not the best decision. You know, listen to your son. He's telling you. But we can agree that if the family had gone out there with him... Uh, that would have changed. Yeah, that, I mean, so what I'm trying to get to is that there, there is that, that, I mean, there is that one variable, which is, you know, if, if everybody's out there with the kid um, or young person, um, it, there's, there's kind of a pushing all the chips in. Right. So, you know, I, I don't know if that puts too much pressure on a kid too, by the way. Uh, you know, you talk about like reducing options for a kid and making him, you know, like have to, have to stay in a program right. basically. But that could put a lot of pressure on a kid too. Right. So I'm not I'm not advocating here. I'm just saying, kids do drop out. Kid, not drop out, wash out, whatever you want to call it. Kids do come back to their families sometime when the pressure and the youth hockey get a little bit too much, and it probably wouldn't happen if the family was was there. Right, and and you're uh, right. I yeah. mean, the specific case that you're referring to, uh, friends of mine. Uh, they actually sent multiple kids uh, away, and uh, and funny enough, uh, the oldest was the one that decided that he wasn't ready for this, and he came home after like two, three weeks and decided he wanted to stay home with the family. And again, that's how individual it is, you know? You would think the oldest would be the most ready, but... But he wasn't. I bet there's a girlfriend involved. Just uh, so you know, uh, 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 there's a lot of uh, you know at that age. Uh, you got to think that maybe they have a life here too. You have to see what your kid. Uh, it's not only if your kid's emotionally ready. If the kid has a life somewhere, and you take that away from him, you take away that much of his life. And I don't know if this applies to this kid, by the way. I'm. I'm. It I'm did. Okay. Okay. <laughs> great. Okay. Um, I think there's some value in noting that you know if a kid's built up a real social life and has has you know attachments like that, uh, sending them away can be a uh, can be a real dicey. Um, uh, it, it, it doesn't necessarily um, fit. Uh, the kid and, and what he is uh, going through at the time. And there's a lot of hockey everywhere. You know, there's, it's not as if, if you don't get into, like, uh, let's go down a couple, what are, like, what are some other top tier uh, prep schools other than Shattuck? Just, just so, you know, you can fill me in. Uh, well, let's see, boy, there's uh, a lot of really good prep schools. I mean, there's Groton, Tilton, Kimball. Sounds like you're making these up. Uh, Sounds like these are like uh, St. Paul's, (laughs) Peter, Paul, Mary, St. Mary's. They got, they do have. That's true, Shattuck. What am I saying? Here I am uh, making a mistake. But the the different schools obviously are. uh, I I just remember, uh, which I thought was very astute. Someone had mentioned to me that Shattuck St. Mary's was a hockey program. They said they had a school, Mm. and there's other places like I think like uh, Groton they would say is a school that has a hockey program. There you go. Yeah, so there's different approaches. And it might be nice uh, if anyone out there in the podcast world 
uh, could help us uh, with, is there a prep school that develops, let's say, smaller kids better? Is there a coach that went through a 5-9 existence in the NHL and now is really good at coaching up those younger, or not younger, smaller players? Because I know Shattuck takes them big. Uh, Shattuck's got a pretty big lineup. Right. Yeah. Uh, and everybody, uh, uh, you know, I'm sure each program has certain specialties. Um, and I'd like to be able to put that information out there. If there's a certain place that is really good at developing goalies, um, because I did have a question uh, online about goalies, and we're going to bring in a goalie parent eventually to, to kind of supplement our own knowledge on this. But if there's a place that um, uh, has a certain uh, a penchant for, uh, you know, smaller players, um, the, the, the kind of players that uh, are uh, like – more of assist people instead of score, you know, is there any specialization? I don't know either. I don't know either. But, that's why, uh, that's why I'm casting my net. Well, Hey, we'll do some research on that, but I will say this. I think the academic driven schools aren't as concerned about the size of the player versus the size of the brain. And so, uh, you know, I think if you're a straight A student and you're a respectable hockey player, you're going to get into that school over, I think, depending on the school, they will take you over the very, you know, C plus, C minus student who's an excellent hockey player because that's not their their focus and their forte. Well, there's a big uh, debate going on right now on the hockey board in California, which is, you know, C students are fighting for two or three slots. B students, uh, you can give away a lot of more scholarships to B students and A students because you know they're going to hang around. Right. And they're not going to be a project. Um, you know, there are project kids from the academic side and there are project kids from the hockey skill side. Right. And, and I, I think very often you, you kind of miss that in the, um, in the rush right. to get kids to certain programs. Well, getting uh, back to the, this yeah. going away, what I wanted to say was that, you know, in the perfect world, I, I think everyone would probably agree, moving the whole family is the best. Everyone stays together. The kid's happy. The parents are happy, but unfortunately, that's just not always feasible. That wasn't feasible for me. So our our choice was send one parent or send the kids away. And for me, I just felt it wasn't the right decision to send one parent and separate us. You know, and, and specifically in my case, I, I'd be left back here uh, uh, supporting the family by myself. And I just felt like, boy, that's going to be... A lonely existence while your whole family's away from you. And we know a lot of those dads too, and moms, by the way. Uh, we, you know, a couple. I know a couple that uh, have split up. In uh, you know, the dad's living in one place, and the family's living in the other, or the mom's living in one place and the family's living in the other. Um, I, I can't comment on on their own personal situations, right. but I can say that you know, if you've been playing hockey with your kid and watching hockey with your kid for for years and years, and then all of a sudden. You are that far away from from what it makes your kid tick. Uh, it's got to be a little lonely. Hockey dads can get lonely. Yeah, and I mean, moms. Uh, we were lonely when we were together and the kids were away. I mean, I yeah. can't imagine having everybody out of the house but me and the dog. And the know? cat. You have a cat now and too. A cat. He has. A, he exactly. rescued a cat. He's a good man, by the way, Lance Alexander. Good man. So yeah. So uh, let's wrap up the single. Pa- Is there anything else you wanted to say about and and uh, the moms are here as well. Is there anything that you can think of that we didn't cover on sending a parent? I was pretty sexist saying, hey, the dad stays here and gets the money and the mom goes somewhere. Because that's that's not right, is it? 
Women of substance. <laughs> well, I will finish it, but how about by saying this? Um, uh, I did have the opportunity when we were making our decision to uh, talk to a family whose son was a first-round draft choice of mm-hmm. the Anaheim Ducks. And, oh, that's too uh, bad. <laughs> and they, and uh, their thoughts... his, his kids play for the Ducks now, uh, so I had to, I had, to, I had to do that. Uh, go, go ahead. So anyway, so so their thoughts to me was, you know, they sent their kids off at fourteen, and they said it was a, it was the right decision for him. They liked that decision. However, they said just understand from their perspective, the day at fourteen that their son moved out, he never came back home. He never lived under their roof again. So they said, you know, that's that's permanent. Yeah, you know, no, for a lot of these kids, you know, who are on a fast track, it's permanent. You never get them back under your roof, you know. And that's at fourteen to send them off forever. You know, it's hard. Give me goosebumps. <laughs> I'm not getting it. I was like, I was like, and you never see. And I know you see your kids, but you're absolutely right. It's a different relationship uh, when your kids come home and basically they have a job where they have a they have a wife and kids. Yeah, exactly. They they have a job, wife, kids, uh, a mortgage. Uh, uh, anyway. Um, this week, uh, we're going a little bit, uh, you know, don't think this is too trivial because honestly, uh, there's never enough, uh, clutch shooters in the, on any team. At least have you ever been on a team where you said, no, oh, geez, I, I really am getting tired of all of these kids being able to shoot top corner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, no, exactly. So, um, we're talking today about the equipment, which is shooting targets that keep your kids happy. Um, I've recently come across uh, some magnetic uh, um, targets. Uh, they are a little expensive, uh, but they uh, are, you can put them in the, you know, any, any, any place on the posts and uh, knock them off and they're sturdy. Um, and, uh, you know, it, just anything that like falls, it seems like uh, my daughter will shoot at, you know, like if it falls, if it just stays there and makes a noise, she's not shooting at it. That's it. She heard the noise. She's already heard the noise twice. It's done. But if it falls, for some reason, that makes it cool. Um, and uh, I'm looking on uh, Amazon right now. They're $59. And they say a 28.3% increase in shooting accuracy in three weeks. Now, how they got to that number, I am guessing there is some interesting math behind that calculation. I don't buy it, but I did buy them. And the kids really love them. They take them, they take them with the, the, in, the, in the garage. They're always shooting on them. They take them with them to the rink and put them on the posts on the rink. Uh, you know, there, there aren't many things that actually leave the house uh, in order to, you know, for them to, you know, pack in their bags. Pucks, sticks, equipment, and then these things. That's the only extra thing that I know that they take with them. Well, I've always favored uh, the Randy uh, suggestion. Uh, we took your suggestion Please. a long time ago, which was... Uh, to take old uh, old toys. That is a lot of fun. Tape uh, them to the net. And my sons love just blowing those things into pieces. Taping is not as good as uh, using those little uh, Velcro. Oh, there you or, go. Uh, Velcro or uh, we, we did um, experiment with, uh, what are those little uh, the ties? The little ties. Yeah. Well, we got wire ties. Uh, that was pretty good. Uh, and ones. and the elastic ones, those were probably the best because they they hold them in there. Uh, the Velcro, uh, it's good. Bungee, that's what I mean. The, the kind of elastic or bungee, that's usually the best because honestly, uh, that's what gets us. You know that that it absorbs some of the pressure. Um, just so you know, the best toy we've ever had in the net lasted almost a year at one point. 
was a uh, Fisher Price crib toy because you know they want to make crib toys very sturdy because they don't want children, of course, to break them in their crib. So they have these really thick plastic, uh, you know. Right. But, What's that toy where you pull it and it says a "pig goes oink oink oink"? Oh yeah, yeah, the, that the, was the best. Thing. Uh, yeah, yeah that we was had the those best two. One. Yeah, and uh, you know, dog toys. Uh, just so you know, uh, the ones that like have a little uh, a speaker in them. And every time they hit, you know, whatever is like, ah, time to chew. Um, this is this is not uh, a scientific uh, uh, analysis of the uh, of what's going on, but I can tell you that there is something um, about uh, 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 things that break apart. Uh, they love that when the when you get to the kids' toys, just tape them up in the net, and then um, the magnetic ones that are really sturdy. They're the ones as the, as you get a little bit further along when your kid's a bantam he's not going to want to shoot at a crypt toy anymore uh so right. you you move on well i notice when you get animated you kind of start to bark at me I, that's that's uh i've got a i've got a dog outside uh he really does not like the fact that uh that lance and i are podcasting and not giving him attention and uh, love and love it's a puppy and you know, so uh, every once in a while you'll hear one of us go outside to pet the dog <laughs> um uh last thing on shooting targets uh i hear they have some electronic uh you were uh, was, no it was ralston that was telling me about this uh that they have like electric shooting targets now and bays you can go to uh in training centers that like light up little little places on uh, on a like a almost like a dartboard and so you 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 shoot and train that way have you seen those no. Okay. Well, <laughs> that's that was obviously well prepared. Well, you yeah. know what? Yeah. Uh, my sons, uh, my sons had pretty good uh, targets, right? They were using. Let's see. They were using uh, the tail lights on my car. That's very good, uh, by the way. Yeah, and the, uh, the, the garage the, door the, itself. The panes of glass in my garage door. They got three of them, <laughs> and, uh, and they weren't even shooting at them. They say. So. And my next door neighbor's bay window. He was very Ooh, happy. Oh, I hadn't heard that one. Yeah, he took a slap shot right over the net, mm. sailed into the neighbor's yard, and shattered his kitchen window. And they were happy, like I said, because they're like, you know what? We really wanted to replace that. Now you get to do it for us. Aww. Uh, should I slag one of my neighbors, or should I be nice? Uh, well, be nice. Be nice. Okay. People Not going to say anything about something that happened with one of my neighbors, but... Uh... But suck it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm not going to say it. I, I don't know. Uh, you know, I, yeah, I can't. Uh, just, uh, suffice it to say, uh, there's a neighbor that uh, gets very upset when pucks end up in my driveway or in the road. Uh, and, um, uh, and, and there's been some, some, some talk uh, between, <laughs> between he and I uh, about how, how we can control, better control, uh, the pucks getting uh, in my own driveway. Uh, and annoying him. Well, you so, want to know, here's something interesting yeah. to tell you about my neighbors. My yeah, neighbors yeah. have never had a problem with the boys making the noise, shooting pucks, well, leaving pucks on the yard. However, they, they they did, as you had said last week, they did lose their shit when oh, I chipped golf balls off his lawn. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, everyone has their limit, right? Everyone has, at some point, they're going to be like, I'm sorry, you're my neighbor, but I'm going to have to, you know, throw down and tell you to stop doing whatever you're doing. Uh, we got questions now. Uh, we got a question from the Michigan board. Uh, it was phrased rather rudely, uh, but I'm I'm <laughs> I'm going to go with it anyway. Uh, why can't you guys think of something new to talk about that can help me? Because you're just talking about things I already know. Lance, would you like to take that one? Uh, 
Sure. Well, I would say this because a lot of the stuff that we talk about, like you said, it almost reminds me of my son when he was five years old because I'd always tell him, don't put your hand in the flame. And he used to yell at us, I know, I know, I know. And then 10 minutes later, he'd come crying to me because he stuck his hand in the flame. And I said, but I thought you knew. So there's a lot of stuff that we talk about that people keep telling us that we know, we know, we know, but yet they still make those same mistakes. Yeah, and also this is a community. I mean, we're trying to uh, get out to a community of people just to hopefully let them know what we've been through that they can learn from. It's It's not that we are somehow the only people that have have gone through these trails it's just we're putting some trail markers out on the trail and we're saying this this is something you might want to look at this is something you might want to look at too if you've already been on all the trails and you've hiked them up and down god bless you uh um and and i tell you what uh give us some uh give us some knowledge yeah give us some uh, knowledge uh hit us with an email and let us know uh something that you'd like uh to the rest of the world to know exactly you'd like the hockey community to know about because the more the stronger we are as a group the stronger we are as a um and smarter we are as a group i think the more the sport grows and the more our kids enjoy it and hopefully we enjoy it a little bit better if we're more mature about it you know what i mean we're not yelling and screaming and acting like idiots and we're not doing things that 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 we can stop you know the we can be our better selves. Right. If we have all the information, we can be our better selves. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting away from the uh, PSA and now the public service announcement. But yeah, like be a better own... person, everyone. No, no. Anyway. Well, I was just gonna say, you know, I mean, hey, I, I'd be the first to admit I don't know everything on the landscape of hockey uh, to impart on people. I'm not a full expert, but what I can tell you is, is that I've gone through mites, I've gone through squirts and peewees and bantams. And we're completing midgets, and I've seen good things, I've seen bad things, I've made good decisions, I've made bad decisions. So if I could help someone not go through some of the the bad decisions and the growing pains, and exactly. The, yeah, exactly. If if you if you can take uh, a little bit of the uncertainty away from like some kid who who doesn't know um, necessarily uh, whether they're doing it the right way, or some parent that doesn't know if they're doing it the right way, uh, that's you know it's a good feeling, and uh, hopefully. Hopefully, as we get better at this, that's what we'll get. But thank you, Michigan. Stay classy. Uh, what is your rule on prep schools? This is from Mission Viejo. Uh, does it have to be a certain one? Is there a certain level of kid that should go to a prep school? I'm going to start with that last part. Um, if your kid is a double A second liner and he gets offered a prep school, um, to, to, to you know to fly away and, and go somewhere in the prep school uh, I I think that is a very bad decision to make as a parent to send away your middling level you know he hasn't distinguished or she hasn't distinguished herself in the double a tier section and you think oh because I've seen people make this mistake they're like oh if I send them away now they're going to get much much better and usually they get much, much better when they're comfortable with their sport and they, they're pursuing it like a crazy, like a crazed lunatic. That's when they get better. Sending a kid away that's in the middle of the pack in double A is probably, I think, one of the biggest mistakes that, that parents, especially around me, that's what I see. Uh, uh, because it's not as if they are up to the level of the kids on the East Coast when they arrive. 
And it's not as if they're going to find their passion for hockey alone in that situation most of the time. Now, 20%, maybe. But if you were to like tell your kid, if you, if, okay, if you were to say, hey, I want to make a decision about the rest of my kid's life and it's a 20% sure bet, a 20% bet, I don't know. Right. Would you, would you take that bet? Not for 20%. No, that's a good to be 80%. Yeah. But just so you know, I'd go 90. Right. Okay. Yeah, this kid is, this kid's, you know, we've, we've spent a lot of time with that kid. I want 90. I want 95. Hell, you know me. I want 100. (laughs) Anyway, um, uh, I took the last part of the question, which is, is it a certain level of kid that should go? And this is not an insult to the kids, by the way. And it's not an insult to the parents. It is a, it is an observation that I have come to see over the years. And you watch a lot of middling level. And when I say middling, that's not insulting. I just know they're on the second or third line of these teams. And the next year, the dad is like all excited. Hey, my kid got into Morberry Prepchester. And I'm like, well, you, you signed a check to Morberry Prepchester. That's great. But is he now like the leading scorer at Morberry Prepchester? And, you know, it's always like, well, no, but he's, he's getting his feet underneath him. And I'm like, get your feet underneath you as close to home as you can. Uh, start that rocket journey there. Uh, uh, spend all the money and time on the ice there, um, or as close by whatever gets you, you know, gets you the level that you want. But you know, uh, sending a kid away that is is um, not AAA level and not even top AA level is is I believe a mistake. Unless you're looking for something else besides hockey, you know. Well, yeah, no, the word is hockey block. Right. If you're, I tell you, if you want your kid to have a great academic, um, and this is this is the way. By the way, this is the way you can tell if the parent really is about academics, is you say, okay, down the road, there's one of the best academic schools in California. They don't have a hockey program, but they they can get your kid into Harvard or Yale. And if that parent goes, well, no, I think I want to tend them to grow Rochester in Connecticut because that's that's where he can play hockey. I'm like, then it's not about the academics. Right. It's more about the fact that you can live through that hockey dream. And the hockey dream is a great dream. I don't want to take it away from anybody. But when I see the hockey dream stepping in front of what I consider to be, you know, a, a good pathway, uh, then I think then I think kids and you're setting the kids up the wrong way too, because they're not going to be that star player and and unless they really click into it when you're not there as a parent and they're they're really self-starting and if they you know if they don't do that then then they're spending a lot of time on the ice pursuing a hobby right and that's not what anybody wants if you're sending your kid away hey here's a you know three-month hobby or a nine-month hobby i'll see you in see in summer right I mean, I uh, I just know that uh, a rule that was given to me by somebody from the past I thought was a great rule was dominate the level you're at before you consider going to the next level. You know, be a top player in that league. Um, because, if, like you said, if you're kind of struggling at the double-A level and then you, you push on to triple-A, what makes you think all of a sudden now you're going to be the superstar of triple-A? Uh, you know, you've got to... 
uh, I think too many of us, uh, and I think I thought that way when I was uh, newer to this, was that you had to play with the best kids in, in, in the world. His kid do- did dominate AAA. I saw him uh, go to a, um, and I, I've got to do this, it'll embarrass him, but um, <laughs> it was the most dominant tryout for a AAA team I'd ever seen. I was there for 10 minutes because I was just, uh, my kid was playing in a, in a game before his. And I just, I'll figure, I'll, I'll stick around. I'll see what uh, uh, Lance's kids are going to do trying out for AAA for the first time. Um, the kid scored three goals in the first 10 minutes, just while I'm watching. Scored three goals. There was one other goal scored by everyone else on the ice during that first 10 minutes. And he also decleated the poor kid that was one of their best players up until then. And I probably, I just like looked at it and I went, yeah, he's ready. He's, he's very, very ready. It was the most dominant tryout I've, I think I've ever seen. And even, you know, like even the parents that like, yeah, there's some, there's some, I, you, know, you, you don't always want new kids on your team, even really good ones, because it upsets the balance. Everybody knows that. But even those parents were like, mm, yeah, I think, I think that kid's going to be, he'll fit. He'll fit. Yeah. So, but let me ask you, Randy, yeah. though, too. Two questions. Yes. Question one is, so what age was, or what level was he when he went to that AAA? Oh, God. Uh, he was very tall, and he was a very good-looking young starts man. Starts with a B? Bantam. He was Bantam. The first year Bantam. First year Bantam. That's what I was going to say. Exactly. So so a lot of his friends went at at Squirt. Oh, yeah. To play AAA. Yeah. Pee Wee to play AAA. Well, there's nothing like a AAA Pee Wee. Those we, are the best kids ever. <laughs> exactly. But we held back. No, I got Because you. we wanted to wait till the, it was the right time and he had developed and he'd be ready. And so. You know, to compare him to those kids who all went at Squirt. Oh, and he didn't. Ended up at the same okay, point. same kid, and I hope this doesn't make you feel bad. Same kid uh, played on uh, a team with my kid uh, when when we were playing Pee Wee Double A or something like that, right? First year Pee Wee Double A. No, it was Squirt. Uh, Squirt Day. Okay, he didn't dominate that year. No, uh, no, he no. was. You know, he was. Fun. He was a good player. Uh, great, but it wasn't like he was the top kid on the ice. He was a year younger than a lot of the other kids, so that's only fair. But he wasn't. He was. He was going to be special, and that was true. But he wasn't there yet. Right, and that's, I think the point that we're trying to make is the fact that, like, a lot of times parents get hung up that if my kid's playing AAA at Squirt, at Pee Wee, at all these levels, that's going to be the best for him. Uh, but what's best for him? What was best for my kid was to play the right level mm. where he was going to play a lot, and he was going to be. Um, you know, a more of a focal point on the team uh, because that's what develops you. Yeah. I mean, for me to play on the number one team in the nation and sit on the bench and hand water bottles to guys isn't going to make your son a great player. Doesn't make him clutch. You know? If you're not out there when uh, the clutch moments happen, uh, it's hard to it's hard to learn that. Okay, I'd like to move us on to our yep. character of the uh, of of the week. Uh, I hope uh, that that uh, you can uh, figure out who I am. Uh, I'll give you a couple. I'll give you a series uh, of comments, and uh, let's see if you can eventually uh, figure out uh, uh, who this guy is. Uh, it could be a it could be a woman as well, but I'm I'm going to be a guy. Uh, hey, coach, I'd really like to maybe like why don't we drive or ride share together? Why don't we carpool together when we go on this long upcoming trip? And I can talk to you the entire time about my kid. Oh, oh wait, there's more. Uh, why don't I take you to dinner after one of the games? Two of the games. Four of the games, maybe. And uh, we'll have a great time, you know. Maybe I can order you a beer or two or something like that. And uh, we can bond, me and you, 
with no strings attached beyond that bonding between us two male adults. You're bringing back some bad memories. Can I add another one there? Oh, please do. Hey, Coach, let me give you this $1,500 Christmas gift because I love you. This is true. This is a $1,500 gift. And was that bought by the gentleman in question, or was that bought out of team funds? Well, team didn't <laughs> out for three months, yep. and it was our money. That That's he exactly was, right. He was spending. Dad who butters up the coach either with, with his money. own money or with the dues for everybody's money. I, when I heard that uh, story, now, I've, I've met the butter up, but I've never seen the classic butter up where somebody else, you're paying with somebody else's money. I just thought that was fantastic. Yes, that is bringing back some nightmares. Good way to close uh, Podcast 6. As I said, uh, if we aren't getting any better at this, we certainly are trying. And if we are getting any better at this, please tell your neighbors, tell your friends. Uh, it, mu- it might be a nice way to like let them know that you care about their hockey future. Uh, so for Lance? Yes, I would say party message, hug your children. Hug your children at least twice. And Randall, uh, this is podcast episode six. Thank you all so much.